Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of our podcast, Want to Talk Missions. I'm Dan Hennenfeld, Executive Director of Cup of Cold Water Ministries. So glad to have you here on today's edition of Want to Talk Missions. Cup of Cold Water Ministries helps people go where God has called them to serve. One of those people that we sent many years ago went to Mongolia, and that's my co-host here today. Sherry Taverti. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. It's good it's, to be here again. <laughs> we've had a little bit of a dry spell in our podcast, but mm-hmm. we've got an exciting one for today. And so I look forward to uh, introducing our, our guest. But before we do that, let's talk about let's talk about you. Okay. <laughs> I know I know about me. I can talk about me. <laughs> what I want to talk about you is um, you have uh, the book you wrote, One Baby for the World, mm-hmm. Christmas Devotional, has been selected uh, to appear on a free download for people. Mm-hmm. And tell us about that. It is on version right now, which is the Bible app that um, people usually have on their phones, and you can select a plan. And I am just so thrilled that an edited edition of One Baby for the World is on the version app. But it's a 24-day advent that anybody can download. And, um, and you know what? I found out yesterday that I was all excited because the, the first day it went on version, we had I had 23 subscribers. And 23. I thought, well, oh, okay. I have great family and friends. They're all subscribing <laughs> for December. And then yesterday I looked and it was um, 2,757 subscribers. So we've got a lot of people following along. And I, it just gives me a thrill. It's You're- great to have people read the story of what God has done. Pushing 3,000 downloads, and that's been just a week or so, right? Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's it's wonderful to share it. Now, not only that, but also the book itself, hardcover and softcover, is available. It's available on Amazon. So just type in One Baby for the World Advent, and it should pop up there in um you know, it's a book that can be read all throughout the year, not just Christmas. That's what I'm getting the feedback from other people. So um, if it, if you're listening to this in July, check it out. It's a great story of how, you know, God did an amazing thing with our family in Mongolia. And I kind of tie it all together with the story of the birth of Christ and try to make it a Christmas book. And, and But anyway, Christmas in July is fun too. Okay. And as long as we're talking about uh, about book writing, you have another uh, larger version of a book, mm-hmm. uh, Swimming and Awkward. Where are we at in the process of getting that available? We are close. We are close. I'm almost finished with all the editing processes. And, and this one, you know, I'm not going to self-publish. This one will be published and um, outside of just my work. And so it takes a little bit of extra time. But I'm hoping to have it released by spring of 2022. That'd be awesome. And I should also point out too, on One Baby for the World, if you buy that on Amazon, 100% of the proceeds comes to the Ministry of Cup of Cold Water. Mm -hmm. And so we thank you for, that's a generous gift you've given us. Well, it's really a blessing to be able to do it. I love Cup of Cold Water Ministries. And Cup of Cold Water Ministries loves you, (laughs) Sherry. (laughs) Well, we have a guest here in the studio today, and we're not even going to um, identify him by name because he comes from a country where uh, it's it's among the top 40 in terms of persecution of the church. Mm-hmm. And just to play it safe for him, we're not going to mention names, but it is okay to say he's from the country of Kazakhstan. Mm. And want to, uh, you know, that's what I love about our work, Sherry, because it was last 
Thursday, maybe, or Friday. Just, you know, four or five days ago, I got an email from someone I'd never met before that basically said, we'll be in the area looking for a place to stay. Can you help us? Mm -hmm. And we have facilities here where we could do that. And it's just opened a door of friendship and relationship with him and his wife and his beautiful three children. You know, Dan, it makes me it makes me giggle a little because some people collect animals. You know those friends that are like they always find a cat and they always find an extra little puppy. <laughs> but Dan collects missionaries. <laughs> he really does. And it, he's always sending me texts. Oh, I met this person. And, and so I'm very excited to meet our guest today. This is actually my first time to be able to speak with him as well. Well, that's great. Well, with uh, no further ado, we're going to slide the microphone a little closer and um, and just say good morning to our guest who has no name. <laughs> Greetings from the other part of the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, what are you doing here in the United States? How did you just happen to show up on our doorstep? Uh, well, uh, I was ordained 10 years ago as a lead pastor of my home church. And during those 10 years, um, faced many challenges, uh, many problems, um, uh, difficulties, uh, trials. Uh, um, so um, was a little bit burnt out. I think the pandemic with the COVID was kind of the last drop. So uh was ready actually to quit uh, the ministry in the church. But my elders said, you know, don't do uh, that loud decisions. Uh, why don't you step away from the ministry and and take some rest? So after like uh, six months of uh, praying and um, uh, discussing, debating, they said, why don't you take sabbatical? And they gave me six months sabbatical. So... That's why I'm here in the United States with my family, mm. doing recovering from the ministry. And but on January second, I'm I'm gonna start my uh, my serve and ministry in the church again. So you'll be back in Kazakhstan, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, early of 2022. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. we're we're returning in the end of December. Mm. Okay. Uh, where have you been? I'm just curious. In the United States, what cities have you visited or what states? Okay, uh, we arrived to Washington, D.C. on uh, July 13th. We spent a couple of weeks in Virginia with our friends in the city of Richmond and Lynchburg. Then we drove uh, to um, Memphis, Tennessee, where our friends are. We stayed another month there. Uh, then we went to Arkansas uh, to stay at the River House in a beautiful place called uh, Heber Springs, Arkansas. Then we went down to Texas, uh, visited my friend at Waco University, uh, in uh, I mean Baylor University at Waco. I'm sorry, and um, and then we uh, through Georgia we came to Florida, stayed two months in Orlando. Mm. And now we are heading up to uh, to north. Uh, we also on our way. We went to Memphis, and now we're here in Chicago, Illinois. But we are going uh, in four days. We are going to uh, Iowa, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, where we're gonna stay another week, and then we are going back to Virginia, and in the end of December, flying back to Kazakhstan. That's awesome. Well, you've seen a good part of the United States. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's amazing. And last night, you and your two boys, who mm -hmm. you, the three of you love basketball. You had an extra special treat. What happened last night? Um, well, last night, my friend uh, gave us a gift of uh, four tickets to go to the Chicago Bulls and Denver Nuggets NBA game. 
So nice. we went to uh, United United Center uh, to see um, um, Chicago Bulls. That was fabulous. You know, when I travel the world, and I say I'm from Chicago or near Chicago, mm-hmm. it used to be Al Capone. Mm-hmm. They'd identify, oh, Al Capone. Yes. Now it's Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls. Is that true in Kazakhstan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, whenever you say about Chicago, everyone is saying about Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan's dynasty. And and people know Chicago by uh, famous Chicago-style pizza, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Skyline Chicago pizza. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I learned something uh, just before we started the recording. I learned something about you. Mm-hmm. You are or were a geography major. Yes. Uh, for the uh, people listening that don't know exactly where Kazakhstan is, mm-hmm. give us a geography lesson. How do we find Kazakhstan okay. on the map? Well, generally, Kazakhstan is in between uh, China and Russia. But Kazakhstan is the ninth largest country in the world by territory, not by population, though. Uh, so after, I think... Um, Russia, Canada, United States, Brazil, India, China, Argentina, and Australia. There is Kazakhstan by the territory. So uh, Kazakhstan is the the largest can, uh, lack, uh, landlocked country in the world. Mm-hmm. We are so far from the ocean. Kind of as Illinois and Chicago, pretty much far mm-hmm. from, from either Pacific or Atlantic. Kazakhstan is far, far from the from the, any like ocean bodies. Uh, so um, uh, there are mountains in Kazakhstan uh, on the south part. Uh, they call Tinshan. It's a Chinese word uh, translating as heavenly mountains, and they're very uh, high, high mountains. Mm, I live in Almaty city, which is close to the mountains, but there are steeps and plains uh, and um, uh, deserts and also uh, uh, forest, rainforest on the north part of Kazakhstan. North part of, of Kazakhstan is pretty much Siberia, so mm. it's very cold. It's uh, there. Are, there is a snow, heavy snow right now there. So, um, so yeah, Kazakhstan is is the big country. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. Tell us, if you would, about your faith journey, about walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Uh, being being Kazakh, I always thought that I'm a Muslim, even though my family never practiced uh, practiced Islam. So, but I do, I I raised raised believing that I'm Muslim. Well, however, in '92, my sister, who is three years older than me, um, uh, she was first year uh, freshman uh, college student. She came to our our apartment and she said that she became Christian and we were like what what happened what's going on I was about 14 years old and uh, my parents both of my parents are professors of my dad is math professor theory of probability is his um, is his um, subject and my mom is the computer science teacher uh, but more like math also and um so they were, uh, and they raised communi- as communists, mm-hmm. uh, atheists. They never believed God, and even though they culturally thought that they're Muslims, but they never practiced anything. So um, when Dina, my sister, uh, shared uh, shared that she became a believer, and um, we were 
curious why why Jesus he's Russian uh, God he's American God or like uh, European but uh, why don't why why did you choose Jesus and she brought a little uh, uh, book uh, called Bible it was New Testament and we started reading it and um, it was interesting time but uh, that's when I first time heard that Jesus is the Son of God sent uh, here to earth to uh, save uh, the humankind from their sin. Mm. Since then, I started learning uh, more about Jesus. And as as fact, in 92, I prayed to receive Christ mm. and uh, when I was 15 years old. Now, the Soviet Union uh, dominated Kazakhstan mm -hmm. up until 1991. Yes. So you're a... This was the, your conversion came right after the Soviet Union collapsed. What was it like during that transition in terms of politics, in terms of economics, in terms of of uh, faith and religion? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, absolutely correct. Kazakhstan was part of Soviet Union uh, until Soviet Union existed, and as you mentioned. Soviet Union collapsed in 91. That's exactly when Kazakhstan got independency, uh, pretty much as other countries of Soviet Union, like Russia, Belarus, Ukraine. So uh, we called it uh, tough 90s because um, the economy and uh, social life uh, was like fell down apart, uh, fell apart. And it was really tough time for people. Well, when the uh, Iron Curtain fell, uh, many missionaries from the West came to Kazakhstan, to Central Asian countries. Uh, that's when uh, American missionaries and South Korean missionaries came into this part of the world uh, with the gospel. Um, so I think God used this time uh, so uh, people would hear about Jesus. And that's when I think the church would was established, evangelical church was established in 90s. Mm. That's exactly when my, when my church were uh, established in 94. Uh, the name of the church is um, uh, um, uh, relates to the, to the part of the town that we live. And uh, since then we were started gathering together and, um, and um, praising God for our salvation. Mm. So before the Soviet Union, um, before the Soviet Union was there, uh, was there Christianity in Kazakhstan? Can you just tell us a little bit about the history of that mm -hmm. prior to? Thank you so much. That's a great question. Yes. Well, uh, about 20% of the Kazakh population are Russians. And uh, uh, there is a Russian Orthodox Church. It's a big church. Uh, um it's more cultural, traditional church, like in many in many places could be like Catholic church, which is uh, which is fine and it's a great. I have uh, lots of friends who are attending uh, Russian Orthodox Church. Mm. Um, the thing is that uh, uh, it was very cultural. Uh, the church is very cultural and. Um, which which means uh, ethnically, if you're Russian, you think that you're part of Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, if I'm Kazakh, uh, it means that I'm part of uh, Sunni Islam. Uh, I'm Muslim, which is not 
very truth uh, because uh, sometimes you don't even believe there are many uh, people who believe that they're uh, uh, part of Russian Orthodox Church but they do not um, uh, confess Jesus as I, as the Lord I think you know? that's true here in the United States uh, many people would say well I know I'm not Jewish I know I'm not Muslim I know I'm not uh, Buddhist uh, so I'm Christian, and Santa Absolutely. Claus, and Christmas, and Easter, and... Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, here we are talking about personal relationship mm -hmm. with God and uh, how personally know Him through His Son Jesus, and that's totally different, uh, different um, subject, and which is the basis of our relationship with God, uh, of our faith. Mm -hmm. How did your personal life change when you were 14? I mean, you, you, you prayed to receive Christ. You thought you were a Muslim, and now did you see a dramatic change in the way you lived and your family? Absolutely. Absolutely, because uh, knowing Jesus, uh, knowing who he is, knowing him personally, not just know information about him, but knowing him uh, through your relationship with him, changes the whole life, the attitude to the life. Here we are talking about uh, uh, living gospel because gospel can be, become uh, active and uh, life, a life in your life. Um, mm -hmm. And um, your change to, um, uh, your, your attitude to um, changes pretty much to everything, to um, education, to your health, to your relationship with the close ones, to um, relationship with to the to those who are against you, to your enemies. And um, yeah, I mean, the gospel itself uh, change, changes change the life. And so Jesus uh, is working through his gospel. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm curious, what are listeners cannot see is that you have your precious little five-year-old daughter here with you. And um, when you think of, of Christianity in Kazakhstan, as she grows older, um, how do you see it developing or changing, or has it changed since you received Christ in the 90s? Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Yes, well, um, the church in Kazakhstan persecuted by uh, by growing radical Islam and by uh, by um, the other persecution engine, as we call it, Soviet paranoia. Um, people who uh, wants to control everything and uh, grew up in the Soviet kind of um, uh, mentality, thinking that. Uh, uh, they are in control of everything and there is no God. Uh, they are uh, there uh, cause lots of uh, troubles to the church, to the evangelical church. So, um, but the good thing for the church that we uh, used to live like this, you know, the early church have been persecuted and Paul writes his epistles to, for instance, to the church in Philippi. Uh, and he writes it from the prison and he is, and that, uh, that message is full of joy and, uh, full of, um, um, happiness and, uh, for what, what Jesus have done for the church. And it's completely different level of, of the mentality. I mean, writing that 
that message from the worst place that you could be from the from the prison in uh, Greek uh, in the Roman Empire. Uh, I think uh, being uh, persecuted uh, helps, uh, and for Christians, being persecuted helps to filter things in your life, see what is essential, what's the what's the real, what is false, and thus church becomes strong. And I think um, um, faith to people in uh, to Christians in Kazakhstan cost and cost uh, and they know that cost and they know how much it cost. And I think the faith becomes real, and Jesus is so real, and uh, relationship with Him are so essential and so valuable. So I think my hope for them that uh, of course they don't. Uh, face persecution but from the other hands i think that they have to face some kind of persecution so their faith would be real mm-hmm. yeah what does the persecution look like right now in, in kazakhstan um uh, persecution happens more on the on the personal level uh because um uh Officially, Kazakhstan is a democratic country, and uh, by constitution, you can choose pretty much what to believe. You 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 are free to do whatever you want to do, but uh, it's only on on constitution. <laughs> In reality, a little bit uh, the the uh, th- things are a little bit changed, are, are a little bit different. Uh, so, mm, uh, espe- uh, persecution uh, is high level, especially in the uh, rural territories in the villages or on countryside uh, where everybody knows and the administration can cause the uh, local um, uh, local fellowship um, put them to uh, to penalties for using Bibles for uh, praying together and um, so in in 2012 kazakhstan ex- uh, adopted the new religious law by which uh for instance i cannot uh share my personal faith outside of the uh building of our church they call it cult building or religious type of building so um that means i cannot go uh, 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 outside on the street and share the gospel because uh this is against the law in kazakhstan However, I can preach as a as a preacher in my uh, I preach I can preach and share uh, uh, the gospel in my sermon uh, in in the church. So there are lots of different uh, rules and regulations by which <laughs> I could be easily put on the court and 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 face bane or penalty. And so, uh, by extension, then of course, there's no Christian radio or television or. No. or or print materials, books, newspapers. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had uh, Christian uh, Christian television, but it was closed. Uh, we had also we had a Christian, uh, well, seminary, theological seminary, which is closed right now. And there is only one um, seminary. It's a it's a Bible uh, Bible Christian Institute, uh, ran by uh, Russian Baptist uh, Union. That's the only one seminary for the whole country. Wow! Yeah. Wow! So. You know, we're we're taking precautions to not identify you 
Okay. Okay. Uh, Butterwater, what can you share about us about your share with us about your ministry? What to what extent do you minister beyond your local church? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do believe that the salvation is only through Jesus by grace through our faith, and we want to share that news uh, throughout the Kazakhstan. Uh, we don't care ethnicity. Uh, the gospel needs to be hear, heard by Kazakhs, Russians, Germans, whoever lives in Kazakhstan. There are over a hundred nationalities, uh, ethnical uh, groups lives in Kazakhstan. So everybody uh, needs to to learn that Jesus is the only way to the eternal life. Thus, we do believe that uh, pro- uh, gospel proclamation is the essential thing for our ministry. Uh, we also uh, uh, need to understand that um, God gave us command to love each other and love our neighbors and love God. So, um, so we are uh, also uh, doing some social type of uh, work. For instance, working with uh, uh, special needs kids, poor people, uh, orphanages, uh, helping the society to uh um, um and we're trying to pay attention to those who are forgot- forgotten by the uh uh by the society mm-hmm. you know and um uh, thus we we see it a very essential thing in our ministry to serve those who are in need and also we do believe that um through um through knowledges about the Bible, biblical knowledges, we can share Christ with the society in Kazakhstan. Thus, we do Bible studies, uh, theological, um, educational pro- uh, programs, but they're not legal and they're like more like undercover uh, um, level. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, when did you know that you were going to go into full-time ministry? Um, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting story because, um, I was, I was studying at the geography department in one of the main colleges in Kazakhstan. And I always wanted to connect my life, uh, with geography or environmental studies. Thus, I was doing some, um, um, Master, master. I, I was doing master program. That's when my one of my professor invited me to work at the government. Actually, so I worked at the Ministry of Environment uh, and Natural Resources of Kazakhstan. Uh, I was involved with uh, some of the um, environmental issue, and then uh, the government government of United States did like a big workshop in one of the like a top colleges in US uh, so the government of Kazakhstan sent me uh, here to US while I was in here in US in that college I realized I don't want to spend the whole of my life to the um, to the essential problems but only essential here from this part of heaven <laughs> I wanted to be involved in the more eternal mm-hmm. issues, um, more uh, spiritual stuff. So I came back and I resigned from my job. And my father thought that I'm crazy doing this. So um, because he thought I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, successfully kind of extend my career with uh, with the job uh, for the government. But I um, heard the call from God. 
to join uh, the local ministry. And that was uh, back in 99. So I decided to join as a full-time staff um, with um, with a mission. Mm-hmm. So since then, um, um, I worked kind of in the church. So you were a young boy when when the Russian Empire fell, but your father wasn't. His formative years were under communism. Right. What was the transition like for your parents and, and for his generation? Um, it was hard, I think, economically and socially, but I think it was right because the the mentality, the Soviet Soviet kind of uh, thinking, uh, was fell, and I think it was good. However, for my parents, it was tough time because in the 90s, the, the structures, the educational uh, programs, the universities, um, like, fell apart pretty much. Uh, and it took a couple of years to kind of reestablish everything because Soviet Union didn't uh, operate anymore. So, um, uh, but I do believe with, uh, uh, like social economical uh problems the spiritual window was open for some period of time and that's when the gospel came and i do believe that it was actually great time you know even though it came with uh, alone with uh, hardships and hard times uh trials economical instability but the gospel came and the church established and that's that's this is one of the wonderful news i mean that, that's how God likes to work. Yeah. In, yeah. in duress and in persecution and in change, wherever the apple cart's upside down, as yeah. we say. The growth yeah. happens uh, with the pain. Yeah. So I'm curious. Um, I hear you saying that you took your sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, not really sure what your future was going to look like, but you seem sure now that you're going back into ministry. Is that correct? Uh, that's absolutely correct. That's that's where God calls me to. Uh, I know that sabbatical is a spiritual thing. However, I'm started feeling guilty for doing nothing, <laughs> and um, I I really miss um, my church, uh, my home country. Miss preaching the preaching the gospel, uh, working on the on the Bible passages, uh, preparing my sermons, taking care of the flock. So. Um, Yes, I mean, um, God calls me go back, mm-hmm. back to reality. So my heart is there already. So, Well, so you were here for five months in the United States. Mm-hmm. What were your impressions? I know um, that's kind of a baited question when you're talking to a couple of Americans. but mm-hmm. And we really do want to know um, what were your impressions of society in general mm-hmm. um, and even the church mm-hmm. here. Um, thank you. Well, um, I've been to United States a couple of times. I, I was studying here, and um, but um, uh, this time we are spending the time with the family, and it's kind of extended time, and uh, we are uh, spending time in different part of United States. Um, what we um, impress the most, I think, the nature. Um, and animals, and we see that the United States continue good job, continues doing good job with protecting the nature, 
protecting the wildlife, which is which is great thing. I think um, uh, it's a godly thing. I do believe uh, because those are uh, God's creatures, and God's creations, and uh, um, to see that is wonderful. Uh, um, we also notice that uh, in in some uh, in some aspect, uh, uh, people in the United States take care uh, t- are taking care of the wildlife even more than <laughs> than the life of like people uh, like some people. For instance, like in Florida, we were in the, on the beach and we and we saw that um, for. Um, uh, like uh, interrupting life of turtles, like sea turtles, would cost like fifty thousand penalty, a uh, fifty thousand of dollars penalty. Well, but we know that uh, the abortion is uh, allowed in in many states, and and I was uh, kind of comparing life of uh, human human uh, human being and the turtle, mm-hmm. and I think it's uh, it's a little bit. Um, a uh, little bit uh, difficult to understand this issue because I think, uh, I mean, I understand what freedom is, but we also need to understand what the Bible says about our life and about the freedom and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So, but um, we love America. There are so many friends of ours here, and um, I'm so happy that uh, my kids uh, had opportunity to to participate in uh, in the life of America for six months. You know, you mentioned that you wouldn't, you weren't sure that your children could grow without persecution, and we know here in the American Church we do not have persecution. Um, so, have you seen what effect do you think that's had on us? Mm. Well, I think the persecution comes this way also, and I noticed that the church becoming uh, being persecuted even in, on the West. Um, um, of course, it could not be compared like the, to persecution in uh, Soviet countries or like, like for instance, North Korea. I mean, but uh, but um, but yes, it it affects life of believers, of course. Uh, what what you face uh, in your life, for instance, what they face in their uh, childhood would would have the result in their adult life. The same with uh, spiritual stuff and uh, our faith. What we face in in uh, in our uh, in our faith in early days, I mean, would affect us uh, in. Uh, whenever we become like mature mature believers, mm-hmm. so I I do believe that's that's so true, uh, but again I cannot say that I mean because there is no persecution the believers are weak. Well, I'm, I think you need to uh, consider it individually. I mean, uh, uh, I cannot be general in this type of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, thank sure. you. What do you think that the American church mm-hmm. can learn from the church in Kazakhstan? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the church needs to know that uh, faith uh, has cost and um, in our life. Uh, and uh, as Jesus said, um, 
remember when Peter wa- wanted to him not to go to Jerusalem, he uh, uh, actually Jesus called apostle. He called him go away satan <laughs> uh which is crazy i mean peter and jesus called him satan but um uh, after that after this in short time of this jesus said if you want to be my disciple you need to take your cross and follow me which means your faith must have cross if you want to follow jesus you like it or not, but you you need to take your cross. Without cross, there is no Christianity. Without uh, without Golgotha, there is no uh, um, forgiving of our sins. Without uh, sacri- sacrifice, there is no uh, forgiveness. There is no um, atonement. There is no... Uh, there is no eternity. So I think this is important. This is the essence of Christianity. This is of essence of our faith. This is the essence of the church. Cross. Mm-hmm. We are about taking cross. And I, I want uh, American uh, church to, to remember that. And uh, to remember that the cross is the essence of who we are. Because on the cross, there is our... Uh, salvation there is we can meet god only at the foot of the cross where jesus was resurrected mm-hmm. great reminder <clears throat> is there anything else you'd like to share anything that comes to your mind that you'd like our our listeners to be aware of from kazakhstan well, I'd like to say thank you so much for your hospitality. We came from nowhere, from uh, you never knew us, and uh, we never met you before, but you took such a great care of us. We feel like at home. And I think this is what the church uh, is around the world. Mm-hmm. I told my wife and I said, it is the small world, but the church community, it becomes even smaller, like a fa- little family. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. your hospitality and your um, care and love to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, certainly it's an honor and uh, we thank you for for reaching out and finding us. I'd like one more favor before mm-hmm. we close. Would you, because you, you speak beautiful English. Oh, I you. love your accent. Mm, thank you. But would you do us the favor of, of just blessing us with a short prayer in your native language? Absolutely. With my, with my uh, pleasure. Дорогой Господь, я благодарю Тебя за эту возможность быть здесь. Спасибо большое за это место, которое Ты привел нас, за этих людей. Я благодарю Тебя за возможность остановиться здесь и за возможность быть с братьями и сестрами во Христе. Мы благодарим Тебя, дорогой Царь, за все то, что Ты делаешь для нас. Особенно благодарим Тебя за это служение Cup of Cold Water Ministries. Спасибо Тебе за их доброту, заботу и служение. Благослови их, пожалуйста, во имя нашего Господа Иисуса Христа. Аминь. 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 Well, Sherry, that was uh, just an amazing interview, wasn't it? Uh, it sure was. The the, um, the man with no name, mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, for those who wouldn't know, we're 
just for the security's sake, we're protecting his name and somewhat of his identity. But from the country of Kazakhstan, it's been interesting to hear from that perspective. It sure has. And just to be reminded, I love what he said about um, the church is a small family of its own. And, you know, we've all felt that at when, everywhere we go, when we meet our brothers and sisters in Christ, you just know it. You see it behind the eyes and you feel it. And we are to take care of each other. It's a good reminder to take care of each other. You know, and it just reminds me, it's a foretaste of heaven. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, here we're divided by geography and by language and by customs. And and uh, those of us who get to travel a lot, we get a taste of what heaven's going to be like when we're all around the throne. We sure do. And I can't wait for the food. <laughs> Imagine that. Just multicultural every food everywhere. It's just it's gonna be amazing. Coffee, no problem with the <laughs> all the spices, you know. I, I just I think God's creativity is it's just beautiful. And what an encouragement to hear um, about the persecuted church growing and being strong and also taking taking joy in it. Wow, there's just a lot to take away from today. There is an awful lot. And, you know, it just makes me think, and and he pointed out that there's, you know, some persecution, certainly not like North Korea, not like China, not like uh, Russia or even Kazakhstan. But we as Westerners do so much to make our lives comfortable and try to avoid any kind of persecution. But it's almost like laying in bed all day. You'll never get strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a good dose of real honest persecution would probably do the church some good oh. here in North America. I'm still on the line about that. But yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. Scripture tells us you're right. <laughs> well, we want to thank the listeners for uh, tuning in to this edition of What a Talk Missions. A cup of cold water ministries helps people to go where God has called them to serve. Where is God calling you? Hey, don't forget to... Uh, Click on the follow button and subscribe to us. That way, every time we send out a podcast, you'll get a notification of that. Also, please remember the book, One Baby for the World. It's a 24-day devotional that's geared towards Christmas, but it's good any of the 365 days of the year. And you can get that on Amazon, One Baby for the World, authored by Sherry Taverdi from a couple of cold water ministries and also you can check on uh, the Bible app. version. Yep, check it out on version. Okay. So uh, with that, we're going to say goodbye for today. Until next time, thank you for following Want to Talk Missions. <laughs>